Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week, I'm joined here by Dwayne. Man, Sebastian, you left the state. I left the state. I am in a different time zone, my friend. Um, I, I I had to wake up early. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm in Colorado, and that's where I'm recording the podcast from. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool experience, you know? Now we've gone... <laughs> international and then like i guess national in the span of a week yeah we've gone across time zones now which is pretty cool uh, we'll get we'll get to a little bit of what i've been doing here in in colorado i've been i i can't it's almost like i can't take a vacation without having soccer somewhere in my life so we'll we'll get to that in a little bit um all right but uh to start off we went to a showcase last week yeah we went to the pen fusion showcase up in i guess pen fusion down in town area um Pretty good, pretty good uh, weekend from the team. Uh, got to, you know, always the goal for the college showcases is to get our players um, exposure. Uh, we went up there with our high school girls team, uh, 2002, 2003, 04, and others, and then our 016. Yeah. And ultimately, um, you know, for the 03 girls, it was a little bit of a send-off for five of our seniors that came up and played, um, which, you know, Four of them are are off to college soccer. Uh, one of them uh, already moved in this past week. So big shout out to to Caroline Scott, Kylie Shannon, Zoe Given, Hannah Murphy, and Maddie Arnold for uh, their their last soccer games at Delaware Union, or at least from the youth level. You know, some of them play the Diamonds last next year, but um, now they got to take that safe sport. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so overall, I was I was very happy with uh, with the results. I mean, we we went one and two. Um, first game, you know, we got off into a, kind of a rocky start. Gave up a goal in the first three minutes of the game. Second game, we I think we were absolutely dominant um, and and played really well. Um, and the last game was tough. I mean, we we we, te- we played with ten players. Um, I think the first ten minutes, we there was a lot of energy that was, that were coming from the day before, so we we felt like we. Because we, we had played that team before, we felt like we could just um, go to be a bi- you know the the vibes for the last two times we played that team. It's been a boxing match. It's been back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I think so we, we tried to, to yeah. match that, and we just had to simplify the game. Yeah, and once we simplified the game and stopped and defended defending, we defended by not really defending. Um, it, it made things a lot better, and uh, ultimately played a really good second half. Um, I thought somewhere in there we probably deserved a goal. Uh, I think we had done enough to to probably earn it. Um, but yeah, overall, I was very very happy with with how the the players did. I think you know we we got to see some of the girls that that are on the team for next year or be it for this coming season, and and that gives me a lot of uh, a lot of hope for for what this team can can do, and ultimately again create those opportunities to to expose them to college coaches. Yeah, uh, big shout out to uh, Katie Llewellyn, who was out with an injury for a couple more weeks, right. who was able to join us for the game on Saturday and support her teammates. That was, I think that was huge, especially. Uh, big moment. Yeah, big moment, because we haven't really seen her since you know, she went down with the injury. So, Well, and also because of the seniors graduating, so it was a good it was a good moment for, for all of them to be there. So, yeah, overall, very, very happy with the results, very happy with the with the showcase. Uh, the 06 girls, a um, little bit of a struggle the first two games. And then um, ultimately, again, with 11 players on 
on Sunday, we're able to have a, a good a good showing um, against Penn Fusion. So, oh, yeah, I heard. Um, I talked to KP a little bit on Monday. She said they played a lot better on a Sunday game, and they started to figure it out. You know, it's it's these summer showcases are tough. You know, with but, players in and out of training, vacations, all that good stuff. It's tough to, you know, get that continuity. But I mean, they made the best out of it, and I think it showed on Sunday with their game. Well, and I think ultimately it helps the fact that you know we don't have another tournament until August Cup. So now you know, in you know, in a week and a half, we have our preseason camp for all of our girls' teams. So that'll help get them going, and then ultimately, by, by the time we we get to August Cup at the end of August, we'll we're gonna be we're gonna be buzzing. So I think that'll be that'll be really good. Um, and then the this past week was our was our travel camp was our goalkeeper finishing camp aimed towards our majority of our travel players um i was there the first two days before i came out to colorado uh and ultimately it was it was a great time uh anthony did a fantastic job with the camp um the staff was was awesome i got to work with the goalkeepers on on monday and and kind of got to walk around and take some pictures on tuesday uh but overall very very happy with uh with how that went uh 90 kids at the camp um you know, throughout the day, I thought it was was awesome to to see. It was a really, really good, um, really good groups. Um, everybody was divided into uh, four different groups plus another goalkeeper group. So uh, it was good. It was really good to see. I mean, we had twenty goalkeepers. Twenty goalkeepers. Twenty goalkeepers. So how many were on my team? <laughs> uh, only one. Ten. How many? Only one. Man, I've got like fifteen goalkeepers on my team. Yeah, only one was there. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I had all four of my goalkeepers were there. I actually went out on an injured reserve, so that's right. Yeah, so no, very, very happy with the with the way the 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 camp the camp ran. Uh, I got some pictures from Coach Kyle yesterday, and and overall that was it was really good, very positive. Um, parents seem to be happy. Players seem to be happy. Um, they were really excited for all the games and all the shooting and a lot of scoring, which is good. Um. All right, uh, Olympics. So as we are recording the podcast, the Olympic, the women's Olympic finals is going on uh, because it got moved. So it got moved. It was supposed to be, I know, uh, apparently the heat was too much. It was too hot. So they were going to do it. They were trying to do it in the morning and then it got changed to to a night game. So uh, right now. um, All I'm going to say is, did I call it or what? Well, you wanted the you wanted the women's national team game moved. Well, you know what? That's on yeah. them. Yeah. So, uh, so right now, uh, Sweden and Canada are heading into PKs. I mean, they're about a minute away from heading into PKs. Canada tied it over with the PK in the 65th minute, and now uh, most likely heading into PKs in the last minute. And Sweden just made a sub with a lot minute left to go. Sweden bringing in the PK specialist. Um. <laughs> So why we'll she see. was called up to the games. Ultimately, we are going to be able to like almost broadcast the game live as we're recording the podcast. We're going to be able to like kind of give everybody an update of something that they will already have seen or have the ability to see by the time the podcast gets released. But you never know. We could be we could be providing the news for that. They could um, be still taking PKs when the podcast released. Uh, if they, I mean, it's it is very true that that is a possibility. These weirder things, but. We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing that happened in the Olympics was the women's national team, the U.S. women's national team, won bronze, beat Australia four to three. So I think it's a you know a little bit of a 
I don't want to say consolation prize, but uh, at least a a way to redeem themselves from playing somewhat poorly against Canada. Um, so that I think that's a that's a good. And and to be honest with you, I mean, you lost to Sweden, and you lost to Canada, the two teams that are ultimately playing in the finals right now, and they're about to go to PKs, and you couldn't be their team. So, I mean, the results kind of put everybody in the place that they were they were supposed to be to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I hate to say it, but we need to start to search for the youth and include more youth. Uh, I think the veteran players do serve their place. But I think there's sort of been a good opportunity to bring in some younger players. Um, I think in the international game, where you see like Italy just won the Euros this year, but they missed out on the last World Cup because they were stuck in that generation of players and didn't really search for the youth. So I think that's the risk you run when you kind of ride out, you know, the current wave of players for a longer period of time than you should then it takes you a little bit longer to bounce back and be a competitor again. So I think that, you know, the next step is to do the Burrow halter and find 40 players in your pool and start to kind of rotate them in. And they kind of do that. But when it's time for these big stage games, they always go back to their regulars. Yeah. And then Macario didn't, didn't really get as many minutes as, as I would have hoped she would have gotten, um, which that was disappointing, a little bit tough, but um yeah, so that was that was uh, so that's the women's side. On the men's side, uh, big win by Mexico today, three to one against Japan uh, to win the bronze medal. Uh, tomorrow morning, Brazil, Spain, which I think is going to be a really really good match. Um, I, ultimately, the two best teams of the tournament, I think, on the men's side, uh, by far uh, the most consistent. Obviously, Mexico, Brazil goes on goes into PKs. Um, and Spain beats Japan one nothing, I think, in extra time too. So like, so it, it wasn't that you know it was a that big of a like gap, but at the same time, uh, I do think Mexico was was one of the better teams, and ultimately, you know, they they lost in PKs to Brazil. That one could have maybe gone either way, but you know, looking at the looking at the stats, um, Mexico has scored. Uh, Mexico has the in the top ten scorers right now of the Olympics. Mexico has three of them. So ultimately, it, I mean, and and we've seen it before. I think you got the leader, the leadership experience, and I feel you know it's a big shout out to Memo Ochoa for for getting the medal. Because I think it's that's why they brought him in and left him out of the Gold Cup. You know, they brought him in to to bring a lot of leadership experience to this this team. I mean, he's, he's He's the historic goalkeeper lately of the of Mexico, you know. It so did what the Americans were supposed to do. Yeah. Have well, two it, teams well, place. Well, the interesting thing is that, like, you you look at the goalkeepers from a goalkeeper standpoint in Mexico, right? It's a little bit of a double edged sword, right? So the Gold Cup goalkeeper, thirty eight years old, from Mexico, uh, and had only played a handful of games. In his career for the uh, for the Mexico national team, and then the goalkeeper for the Olympics is Memo Choa, who again is 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 not necessarily I wouldn't call him the uh, a young goalkeeper. I mean he's he's in his uh, mid thirties, I believe, mid to late thirties. He's played for a while. Yeah, since he's, he's played for a while. 
He's 36. Obviously, he keeps up. I mean, his goalkeepers are able to their longevity for goalkeepers over the last 20 years increased tremendously. But, uh, but yeah, but brings in a lot of leadership experience. And Mexico's always very, very good at the U17 to U20 to 23 range. Um, and at some point they they drop off a little bit. Uh, but you know, hopefully with with Tata Martino, they they're able to regain um regain some of the 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 things they they were able to find in 2006 and 2010. Um. And Jasmine too as well. So, but uh, they they got the bronze medal. So tomorrow um, they they go over to play uh, against Brazil. Or sorry, Brazil goes to play Spain in the final. Um, yeah. So amazing stat from that game. Pedri is about to play his seventy second, I think, game of the of the season. Yeah. We talked about Pedri playing a lot, but seventy two games is. Absolutely crazy. I think he breaks the record for two weeks. Huh? Considering a year only has 52 weeks. Right. And it's pretty amazing saying that I think when he plays tomorrow, he breaks the record for like most games played in the calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, he's like, he's young. He's young enough to do that, but yeah, probably needs a little break after this before he hops right into well, the problem we'll, we'll get to we'll get to where he needs to go after, but uh, um, but yeah. So we were talking about Mexico. Um, we we're talking about the World Cup. So ultimately, you know, big news of the week was the fact that the U.S. won the World Cup, the Gold Cup, um, which I think is a huge. I, I watched it. I was watching the broadcast, and Lexi Lala starts like almost breaking the tears. Which and and I get it. I think it's a huge accomplishment considering that. You came into it with the quote-unquote B team, um, so it's a huge, huge accomplish, accomplishment for that group of players. Uh, you know, big shout out to Coach Kyle for wanting Miles Robinson in the in the roster for a long time. Syracuse, Syracuse boy uh, gets it done. Um, but I think I think there's a lot that that we can hopefully take away from this. Um, I think that the younger players that were brought into this, this camp and this, this tournament, you know, you got the Sam Vines and Miles Robinson. Um, All the younger players are now going to Europe. <laughs> yeah. Gianluca Busio just going to Italy, Sam Vines now going to Belgium. So the, there's a lot of transfer that's transfers that happen ultimately over because of the gold cup. So that's, that's, that's a good exposure that the, those players are able to get. Now, hopefully, that's the rebuilding or that's the, the foundation for now going into 22. Um, hopefully, for the World Cup qualifiers, you're able to bring a lot of those players in, and now you're able to hopefully perform at a higher level when it comes to the the World Cup qualifiers. And then ultimately, you know, when you get to to Qatar, um, you'll you're able to to really put on put on a show. I think this group of players deserves it. Like they, they're working hard and they're they're they putting themselves out there. So hopefully, they're able to to put something together that that accomplishes something great uh, for the U.S. I think that'll be ultimately a really really good experience for them. Uh, so yeah, so congratulations to um, to the U.S. men's national team. Also, I think something that you'll appreciate, uh, like what's up with with uh. With Berhalter with his with his sneakers at every like medal ceremony. Like all the time he's like rocking these like new pair of Jordans. 
Hey, he's saying Nike, Jordan, get the kit. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that um that he wears that he wears basketball shoes to to games. I think that's uh that's a really, really interesting scenario that he wears that for games. Uh so as we're also as we're also recording this, uh Canada just uh well Sweden just missed the PK, so um right now. Zero zero shooter. Huh? First shooter. First, yeah, first one. Yeah, first one. So uh Jesse Fleming's about to uh about to about to take a PK for, for Canada. Um all right, so um so yeah, so that was the gold cup. Um I mean I I watched part of the game. Um I think you ended up watching more of the game, I think, right? I watched the second half in extra time. Oh, okay. Well then you watched just about just as much as I did. I had to kick Hillary off the TV. She was watching like Big Brother or something. <laughs> That's funny. Um all right, so the other the other big news. Uh the other big news to to come out of this. So big news um coming out of yesterday, uh, which I think at some point, oh by the way, score update, uh Sweden uh scored their second PK, so it's one one. Uh, Canada's about to take theirs. Um Messi's leaving Barcelona. Officially. Officially, finally, uh, oh my goodness, what a save by the Sweden goalkeeper. Um, officially leaving Barcelona, which I don't, I don't know how to take, honestly. Um, I think it's, I, I've been trying to, so for everybody that's trying to figure out exactly what, like, what is going on with, with Messi and with Barcelona. So, um, Everything was set up as far as like handshake agreement. Like Messi was was good with the idea of of only getting fifty percent of the salary that he was getting before. Like everything was set up. Both parties had agreed on everything. Um, and then ultimately, uh, La Liga shut down the the potential signing because of the FIFA Fair Play rules. So I've been trying to read on exactly what the FIFA Fair Play rules are, um, and they're a little confusing. But it, from what I've read, the it really does come down to to a simple concept, which was you cannot spend more than you bring in. Uh, so, so you know, if you spend if you spend twenty, or let's just say you bring in, sorry, let's just say you bring in you bring in by selling players or whatever, you bring in twenty, you can't spend twenty one, like not allowed to do that. Um, if you do that then you get fined and potentially um, as would happen to Real Madrid at one point, like you're not allowed to sign um, players for about a year or something like that. Like um, there's a lot of, a lot of different regulations that happen. Um, So it it was really hard because I think it's, you know, you want to, you want to say, Oh, La Liga, the rules of that or FIFA fair play. No, like I think the one point that gets missed here is that no one's blaming Barcelona, which, which should be, who should be blamed? Well, I don't or know because Messi typically Messi is technically homegrown. <laughs> you know, yeah, so like it's well, not like they went out and bought Messi. He they brought him up, it. right? But that's the thing. The problem was is that the contract lapsed, so you it's not like you were doing a contract extension, which would have been. Uh, a different- uh, yeah contract extension would have been different 
because he had no contract. You are now bringing him in. You're now negotiating with the player himself and you're, um, you're kind of creating a brand new contract. And that, and this happens quite a bit with, with, with free transfers where players are technically like on loan from themselves to the club. Like they're on loan for a year with an option to buy uh, or extend their contract or whatever for another two years or something like that. So that way ultimately protects the player to a certain extent. Oh my goodness. Canada missed two in a row and now Sweden just missed one. Um, so going into the fourth PK, um, yeah, it's two to one. Um, so what ends up happening is if, a, if let's just say Dwayne's runs out his contract with Delaware Union, right? And he wants to go sign with Baltimore Celtic, right? You're, and again, we're looking at this not as youth clubs, as professional players. Then you have the Got ability. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. And this is, again, I could be 100% wrong. This is just my take on how the things are from my information that I have that I've read. So you have the ability to go to Baltimore Celtic. And say, listen, I'm going to sign a uh, a loan. So I'll loan myself to you for a year with an option for you to either uh, buy my buy my transfer fee, right, or pay my transfer fee of let's just say it's a million dollars, right? We'll make you we'll make you affordable, a million dollars, or uh, we can uh, you know do an extension of the contract or whatever it is, right? Or you can say, listen, we're going to do an option. We're going to do a loan with an option to extend the loan for another year. And that's it. Like after that, I decide what I do. What it does, it protects the player, right? Because the other way it could be, it's, it could be you sign a five-year contract with the club. Then the next year, the club wants to go, listen, man, uh, we're now, you're now leaving Baltimore Celtic and you're going to Alaska rush. And all of a sudden they ship you to Alaska and you're going to go play in Alaska. They don't because now they have the ability to dictate where you play instead of you having the ability to dictate to a certain extent where you play. So, so that was the, that was the big problem. Um, Barcelona let the contract lapse. And now that when they wanted to sign him, they couldn't figure it out. Um, so, you know, I think again, Barcelona, there's a little bit of blame to go to Barcelona for this because they should have 100% been able to figure out the fact that like you brought in Memphis, the uh, over the summer, that took up some money. Um, you brought in Griezmann last year, two years ago, that took up some money. So, like, you're bringing all these players, and all of a sudden, Usman took up some money. That's that's who took up the money, Usman Dembele, because he hasn't really done anything for you. No, you spend all this money, yeah, and now you can't even sell them. No, no, no one wants them. No one wants them. So now. <clears throat> Um, so now what do you like, what do you do? Right. So, um, so, you know, the Liga said no. So Barcelona now has to go and figure out what they're going to do. Um, you know, who do they bring in uh, or, or sorry, Messi has to figure out what he's going to do. Obviously we're talking about Pedri before Pedri's going back to a team that is somewhat in shambles, but he needs a break. You can't just like throw him into the field tomorrow and be like, ah, right, you're going to play whatever. Like, it's okay. You're young. But Barcelona lost to Salzburg the other day. Brendan Aronson, let's go. Brendan the ninetieth minute goal. Like it's not like oh well, it was probably Barcelona's like Lamasia could no, it was Griezmann and Depay playing from the start. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, forget Neto playing, but still. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, you're just it, – it's just not not good. It's poorly managed. Uh, obviously, I genuinely – like we've talked about in the podcast before, neither of us are a big fan of, of Kuhlman. Uh, we think he should leave and someone else should come in. Uh, we obviously want Ricky. Ricky Pooch scored last week. We didn't really mention that, but Ricky He's getting a lot of minutes. I mean, granted, it's preseason, but hopefully this translates to him well, playing Pedro, a little bit more. Pedro comes in, Ricky's going back to the bench. Yeah. Never again. He's going yeah. back to La yeah, man. Um, but so, yeah, so, so that was, so now the question is, where does Messi get? You know, uh, does he take the jump and, and go to, go to France? Does he come to the MLS? I don't know how PSG can, like, who, how could PSG get him if they have? Well, then maybe if they if they get rid of one of their like eleven goalkeepers that they have, <laughs> but they would have arguably the three best forwards in the world. Yes. So how do you justify you know the FIFA Fair Play? How do they justify bringing in Messi, but Barcelona couldn't keep? You know what I mean? Like you got Mbappe, Neymar. You got Sergio Ramos. You got um, Di Maria, Donnarumma. Like, there's no way you could bring in Messi. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, the question is: Is it somebody's good? getting some? Somebody's getting a duffel bag full of contract money in the back room oh, somewhere. Man, that that happened before, and that's where that's what got people in trouble. So, um, and the question is: Is like, does he come to the MLS? Too early. Uh, uh, does he does he does he break the mold and say, you know what, you know where I always wanted to play, in Minnesota or Cincinnati? <laughs> he is I not coming to FC Cincinnati. I want to play. FC. I want to play for the San Jose Earthquakes. No, no, you don't think so. He wants to go play with Jeremy Abobasi. I mean, that's a better market than potentially San Jose. Or Minnesota or Cincinnati. No, Jeremy Bobasi just got transferred to uh, San Jose yesterday. Oh, did he? For some oh, allocation, wow. of, allocation money. Oh, Jeremy Bobasi is taking the bench. He's he's coming off the bench if Messi comes in. The Messi and Wondolowski show. Oh, my goodness. That would be not. No, that would, at that point, Messi would retire Wondolowski. Yeah, I don't I mean honestly, I think it's such a surprise. I don't know that I don't want to say there's nowhere for him to go, but I don't know that teams have the cash Argentina. to scoop him up. Argentina. He goes back to Argentina. I mean, City just spent a hundred million on Jack Grealish and then this happens. Yeah, City can't the, the City can't afford him. There's no way. Where's the paper shredder? Where's the paper shredder? <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs> go back, go back, Jack, go back. Um, but don't throw yeah. that, don't burn your stuff, <laughs> don't return your kit, just stay there. Um, yeah, yeah but that's, like, and and it's interesting. The um, Barcelona put out a video, you know, saying farewell and all this other stuff. Uh, Laporta, the uh, president of Barcelona, came out today and said, um, you know, obviously he, we want to do a farewell game at some point whenever he wants. Like we can have one a day. Like it doesn't matter. Like, but I'm just like, yeah, but you messed up, man. Like you let him go. That's bad. 
how did you not figure this out? How did you not plan ahead for this? That is why you budget. That is why you have a team of people that are the soccer operations of a giant club. Like, how did you mess this up? You messed up keeping the best player in the world. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's like, again, where can he go? I don't know. Yeah. So, so he I mean, go to United. Yeah. They just bought Sancho. Right, like, like he's gonna go to Dortmund. No, he's not. No, Inter. Is that what's like? Not Miami, Milan, the other M. Uh, the real Inter. <laughs> the the real Inter, the OG Inter. Maradona Inter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, who knows? No, Maradona played for Napoli. I uh, yeah, I thought about that right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the blue. Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, breaking news, uh, Canada won the Olympics. <laughs> In case you were wondering who, who was, if you were trying to keep up, because clearly we were not doing a great job of broadcasting the game. <laughs> so well, that leads into my player of the match. All right, who's your player of the match? Christine Sinclair. Yeah. She's an absolute beast. Been a beast. Like 38 years old, still a beast. Uh, I think she... She's definitely scored the most goals for Canada internationally. She might be the women's leader internationally with most goals yeah. in a career. She's an absolute beast. Did not realize she was still playing until they beat the U.S. But, like, she's a one, she's an absolute leader on the field. Yeah. And she finishes the – she just is an absolute finisher. So. They've been able to transition different positions throughout her career to be able to suit her, like – the fact that she is getting older. Yeah. But like Crazy. absolute beast. I don't know how US should have taken over Canada so she could play for us. <laughs> um, no, nah, she's definitely fun to watch. She's been a player. Every time Canada plays, you always look out for her. Absolute class player. And again, a leader on the field of why Canada finds success. So Christine Sinclair, player of the match. There you go. Uh, my player of the match goes out to Mo and Jasmine uh, for running the the goalkeeper camp this week uh, and just doing a really, really good job. Um, Jasmine, former player of Delaware Union, uh, Mo, uh, Delaware Union Diamonds goalkeeper. So very, very happy that they were able to to be there um, and run the camp. I think that was that was a really big, big thing for us to, to have. Um, so now. Um, on this day in history. So, uh, I'm gonna say soccer history. So this is a this is a big one. This is a big shout out to to my buddy Fields. Um, so I'm gonna make sure I let him know when I see him today um, about this one. So, so in 19 um, 1977, August 6, 1977, uh, uh, the Spurs, Tottenham Hotspurs, let Pat Jennings go. Because uh, he was 32 years old after he had made 472 league appearances, um, because they basically said he was too old at this point. So for 45,000 pounds, which at that point in time was was a decent amount of money, um, but for 45,000 pounds, they're like, "Nah, you can go." Uh, so of all places, they let him go to Arsenal. Uh, and over the next eight years, he played another 237 games for Arsenal. <laughs> So, yeah. Spurs have never been the same since. 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, Spurs just let Lamella go. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, 32 years old, I can see. But goalkeepers. I mean, back in that day, right? Like, maybe was you thought you know at that point you're you're on the you're on the other side of things but i look at like gianluigi buffon he that's another 10 years for him oh yeah he was like that's nothing man 32 i mean i'm hitting my prime yeah i mean that's just tough especially when you look at a goalkeeper i can see a field player but a goalkeeper let him ride it let him ride it out into the sunset just to be sure so that was um so yeah so that's our our on the same soccer history uh, August 6, 1977. Uh, shout out to Pat Jennings. All right. Fair play of the week. Uh, my fair play of the week, and this leads to something we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, which was uh, what I've been doing here in Colorado. So obviously I'm here with my family, visiting friends. But uh, because I don't can't stay away from a soccer field, uh, I got to go yesterday to a coaching education night at Boulder County United. Uh, so my fair play of the week goes out to Boulder County United and Fields Brown. Uh, A for Fields invited me to go, and for B, for everybody in the Boulder County United staff for just being super, super uh, welcoming. Uh, I got introduced to a lot of different people, a lot of different coaches, and every single one was uh, was super nice and and really um, welcoming. Um, so basically, what it was was uh, what it sounds like it was coaching education night. So their technical director and uh, and one of their other, other directors did two sessions um, at the same time with two different teams going on. Um, and their entire staff of like 50, play, 50 staff, and not everybody got there. Not So 50 coaches, but not everybody got to make it. Uh, 50 coaches on a field watching this coaching session and, um, and Fields and this other director, Sean, uh, were basically like walking through the coaches we're, we're telling them like hey here's what we're seeing here's what you think about it, and things like that so a really really cool night a really cool environment um and uh we're talking about in you know obviously when you get into that point you start looking i'm like all right so where's the comparison between a t- club for example like boulder county united it's got 103 teams this year on their travel program in comparison to delaware union where we're at like 20 25 you know um so a lot of really cool things uh at times it makes me appreciate delaware union a lot for some of the things that we're doing that are that are trend setting that are that are breaking a little bit of the mold for a club our size some of the things that we're doing that are keeping up with clubs that are the size of boulder county united for example um so so really cool really cool experience so big shout out to them uh because i definitely picked up some different things that i'm going to bring back in uh and and do a Delaware reunion or, or just some different thoughts and ideas. So big shout out to them. Who's your player of the match or the, your fair play of the week doing? Uh, I'm actually going to give my fair play of the week to KP and Maddie. And I guess I'll give it to little Sophia and forever fit um, for putting on a great summer camp at my summer camp at East Dover elementary. I guess you get a shout out too. Yeah. Madeline nice in there. Throw Madeline Reed in there too. Uh, what about, what about, um, um. Oh my goodness, Heather, and Heather, Heather gets a shout out. She too. was already there, but yeah, we'll yeah, we'll throw Heather in there too. Um, all the ASPI staff from Forever Fit they came in and helped out with their summer camp this year. Um, it was a huge success. Uh, we got to definitely introduce the kids into new sports. They absolutely love field hockey. Boys and girls love field hockey. 
Um, so we got to figure out how to implement that into our normal year of routine. We had a field day yesterday with field hockey and soccer relays. They absolutely loved it. it. So shout out to you guys for, you know, putting together the camp or coming in to partner with us for the camp and you know, just having a great time. Thanks. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a really, it was a really good time. Uh, KP did a fantastic job uh, over the summer running that for us. So uh, yeah, it was great. I, I thought it was a good success, great success. And big shout out to you for kind of opening that door for us to, to, to run it. Um, so excited for the, yeah, they're already ready for round two. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So before we leave, obviously make sure you uh, follow us on social media, facebook.com slash Delarunion on Instagram at Delarunion soccer and on Twitter at the union soccer. Make sure you check out our diamonds page uh, on Instagram and Facebook at the union diamonds. We're going to be following our diamonds throughout their college season this year uh, for the college players that we have. Um, and make sure you subscribe and like the podcast, send us a comment, a uh, big shout out to, uh, can, can we also throw out a like, uh parent of the week we'll do that we'll call it the parent of the week uh we're gonna we're gonna sh- shout out parent of the week to brian mcdowell and rob joshua for uh listening to the podcast and letting us know they're listening to the podcast so uh any other parents of that of delaware union that uh that listen to the podcast let us know we will give you the parent of the week award that week uh so so hit us up um all right well Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.